means you are listening and showing up for them in a way they need most. Act of service is your spouse doing something for you that you don't even open your mouth to say it. He can easily identify a need. He can easily, she can easily notice that my husband needs something. I need to fill in the gap. He can easily notice though that my wife is, she's been doing so much, she needs help. And that is it. You easily fill in the gap. It's about someone going out of their way to meaningfully help and support the other person. Is 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 the love language of you have to be doing some activity to make the life of your spouse easier. You have to do something extra for your spouse to show that truly you care without saying it. I've seen couples that they always say, I love you, I love you, I love you. All their love is just to, you know, and in Africa, you know, you know, guys, they hardly do this. Because this there is this mentality that, oh, this thing in the house is supposed to be done by women. Especially cooking. Taking care of the children. Men, some men, they have this mentality that a strictly women affair. So they won't even support in the house. Even when the woman has gone out to work and she has to come back, you are in the house watching football. And she has to just go straight to the kitchen because she has to make dinner. Because that is her role. Today, we'll be, we'll be talking about it that the act of service is you helping one another without anybody telling you to do it. You identify a need in the house and you fill in the gap. It's just that sometimes we take it for granted or we misinterpret it to something else. Or the spouse you are doing that for, take it for granted and make it something permanent. What are the examples of acts of service? There are so several, several examples. One of them is you prepare breakfast, lunch, dinner, if your partner is the usual cook. So... If your house is the type that your wife is the only one cooking, once in a while, just fill in the gap. Take the kids and leave your partner to relax. If in your house, your wife is mostly around the children, you can tell your wife to relax one day and you fill in the gap. You can take out trash. Here in UK, we have days that the, the, the big guys come to take our trash. You can be the one doing it. You can pay bills before your spouse tell you to do it. You can massage the back of your husband, the neck, anyhow you want to do it. All we are saying here, those are the few examples I have here. And I still have more. If you need more, I can still give you more. You can clean your partner's car before they wake up. You can buy fuel. You can fill in your spouse's car before uh, buy fuel and fill, fill the car. Do all those extra things that... Your wife did not even ask you to do or your husband did not ask you to do. You can easily do it. You can iron your husband's shirt. He doesn't need to tell you to do it. To do it. It has nothing to do with that. You have to do your, I have to do mine. No. This is a teamwork. Filling in the gap. However, there are some things we need to identify and be sure and be very careful when, when this is your own love language or when you see your spouse exhibiting this this type of love language. Number one, you have to be careful of going overboard. Overboard it is when your spouse is doing something extra, don't just relax and think it's your duty. It's your, your husband is ironing the clothes and you decide that this is, this is my husband's job. 
then it has to be doing it then you are doing something extra that is going overboard right when you think the world revolves around you that means that because your husband is doing extra things or because your wife is doing extra things then you decided to think that that is how they need to do it if they don't do this thing then they won't get something you are demanding it because you think because he's been doing it then the demand is there that he has to always do it for you it doesn't work like that when you feel highly entitled this entitlement mentality you are to wash the plates you are to bath the kids you are to cook and you are to make the dinner you are to do this you are to do that and you are strictly about it because that is the way you were brought up thinking that everyone should serve your needs thinking that if you did something everything that somebody is telling your, your spouse is doing trying to go extra mile then you relax you don't want to you don't even think that oh let me just let me just try and do this another time you just want your partner to keep on doing it because he has shown the acts of service that you don't need to tell me i will do it then you make that thing permanent for your spouse that is going overboard and that is not nice that is taking this this love language for granted without wasting much of our time i would like to invite um our next speaker to join us on this platform to be able for us to answer some questions we have and if you're on the platform please if you have any question please feel free to to send your question to us we'll be glad and i'm sure our guest speaker is here and we'll be glad to answer your 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 question joining us tonight we are so privileged to have pastor dr charles white on the platform dr uh, dr white is a pastor and is also a medical doctor pediatrician by by practice thank you so much we are honored can you hear me doctor it's nice. yes good evening everyone it's nice having me here yeah i'm glad thank and you so much good evening Tending. yes thank you doctor so some people said they know you that how did you know doctor doctor is my this doctor is that i didn't know you are that popular <laughs> some people on the planet well, so, how did i meet you <laughs> please to so god be all the glory my name is white charles i'm a medical practitioner pediatrician by profession married to one wife God bless with four children and two grandchildren. Wow. Um, a pastor in the Redeemed Christian Church of God uh, by ordination and by position, I'm an APICP, CSR in Lagos Province 65. Wow. I'm from Nigeria. <laughs> I'm a reverse man, married to a Yoruba woman, but speaks Yoruba very fluently. I think that barely speaks of it all. Thank you. Thank you so much. You can see. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you, Mommy Yamisi, for releasing Daddy to come and speak to us today. Thank you so much. <laughs> so, sir, we, we have some questions before us, sir. And the topic we are treating today is art of service. I remember last time you came, maybe last year, you and uh, Mommy. And you, the way you discussed, the way you talked about, the way your relationship, um, God has been helping you. I think your marriage is over 
almost 30, 30 years now. Because as I said, it was 20, 25. Yeah, it was 23. It's about 27, thereabout. Yes, now. Now. So the, the, the way you undo the, the, the family when mommy is not around, and I, I remember you discussed about mommy, you know, working in another location, you working in another location, and I think both of you, there was a particular time that both of you, you are like self-independent. You can you can do things separately on your own without even know this the spouse and it's got to a time that both of you have to discuss and communicate and come together so this is why we know that you are just the, the very good example of the role model we want to listen to tonight to help us to discuss about this act of service and the first question here says please explain the meaning of act of service especially for people who grew up in Africa. the men typically did nothing other than provide cash is that what act of service means, sir? Sir, I would need I would be happy if you can spend two minutes so that we can go through all of this. All of this question. Two minutes for this first one, sir. The meaning of acts of service, especially looking at it from the African culture for men. One of the yeah, uh thanks, my sister Timmy. One of the great things that all men must learn to know is the fact that God created us as head, husband, father, brother, son in every family. Therefore, the act of service is a nature by which you go the extra mile to do things that will add value to the family that will bring joy and harmony in the family. And in the context of an African setting, you will need to go beyond the acceptable or proposed or perceived mindset, wherein the man is seen as the lord of the manor and the master of the house. So it's very important that as a child of God, as a Christian, more importantly, for you to have a home, it will not follow the typical routine style that the whole world believes. I think it needs to be done differently. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. And that is why this platform is, is good for everyone to please can you please go outside your, your culture and just do what the kingdom, you know, demands for us to do as, as couples. So don't, don't stand behind your culture and be saying, this is what a man should do. This is what a woman should do. You have to make sure you have your own source, your own culture from the kingdom, which is the Bible. Thank you so much, sir. Number two, my husband thinks that I am being bossy by asking him to help out with chores in the house how can i explain <laughs> the difference between the acts of service as love language and him feeling like i am ordering him about around okay okay interestingly um if i take a cue from my home when we first got married we were not too comfortable. We, we just barely could take care of ourselves. So we were by ourselves. Both of us were active workers. I am a doctor. 
have to take calls. My wife was a drug rep. She's a pharmacist. And so all of us were busy. And one of the things we made up our mind to do was, look, this housework was not meant for one person. We divided in the line of preference. What do you like to do? My, life, my wife likes to wash. I like to iron. So she does the washing. I do the ironing. My, life, my wife likes to cook. I do the dishes. I clean, I, I wash the dishes. She does the cooking. I am, my wife likes arranging. I likes the sweeping. So I sweep the house. She does the arranging. Life is all about understanding. Life is all about interdependence. Life is all about helping one another to be well and happy. So it is not, it is not the way, it is not proper for when a spouse calls or needs help that it should be seen like I said, the wife is bossing. No. However, I must say this. The culture we belong and we, be, and we grew up from, particularly for those who are, who are from Nigeria, there's what they call respect begats respect. Therefore, the tone, the voicing, the attitude and the mannerism which help is being sought for by the spouse can make a whole lot of difference. And that is why every man should understand his wife, understand the emotional status of the wife, the temperament of the wife. Every woman should also do the same. I know my wife. When she says something, the way she says it will let me know if there is trouble or if there is no trouble. And therefore, we, women also, so that, my, that sister should also be able to tell us what way was the communication done? Because in, in marriage, communication, 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 communication. One, two, three, four, communication. And once the communication is good, the language will be right. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Communication, come, let me repeat it. <laughs> and the, the way you said it, please, when you want help, in fact, if you have to, but you don't have to, but if you have to, the way you said it, it, it really matters, you know? Just say it in a very respective, uh, respectable way so that the other spouse will not feel funny. Thank you so much, Dr. Deep. Yes. The next one, sir. My husband is not domesticated at all. <laughs> this, this is not wow. going to home training the way you were brought up. So parents on this platform, please pay attention to this because... I always look at it that this act of service is, is like from from beginning, from when your children, they, they are young, before they even think about marriage. If they know how to do things without being told to do things, then it's, 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 it's good and it's going to help them when, when they have their own home. My husband is not domesticated at all. He prefers to pay for a cleaner than help me wash plates in the kitchen. This is causing a big gap in our relationship. Doctor, please advise. Well, hmm. <laughs> one, it's always important that we know the outsets, know the person you're about to be married to. Mm -hmm. 
there's a la there is a proverb in the vernacular that says please for those who don't understand yoruba i would say that that when i say i know my my, my friend or my person my neighbor it is not a form of de derogation no you are not derogating the person you are just saying the fact that as far as this person is concerned there are things that are natural to him or her there are things that are not natural there are people like the question the case in question where some men are domesticated i am i started being very responsible from the age of seven, eight. My mother had us in two sets or in three sets. We were born in the 60s. My next set of children were born in the 70s. And then another set were born in the 80s. So myself and my sister were the ones that were born first. So immediately after the war, we moved from Kaduna to Lagos. And my mother said that that was in 1971. 72, my mother started having new set of children. So we became responsible to be able to take care of them. So we needed to know how to cook. My father taught us how to cook. My father taught us how to wash. My father taught us a lot of things so that they can be free. And when they are not home because they've gone to work, we will have to do that now. Also growing up, I had to live with uncles wherein I needed to be domesticated because I had to work, I had to support the family, I had to work in different ways and in different forms, washing cars, washing clothes, making houses and all of that. So when I became grown up and I wanted to marry, it was going to be a challenge for my wife because I knew how to cook too good. And one of the prayers I prayed was that I needed somebody that was better than me in cooking. And God gave me one. Now, in the situation that we are in, wherein the brother is not as domesticated. There are nice ways by which the sister can get the brother to be some domestication, to be able to do some domestic work without shoving it down the truth of the brother. Remember, the Bible says that, in, I think it's in the book of Ephesians chapter five, he said, Submitting yourself, verse 21, submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. You cannot do that if there is no common point. First, you must identify the nature of the person. Two, you must identify the strength of the person. Three, you must identify the capacity of the person. And you work with the person in the life. However, where there is love, there's what they call a bending over backward. What is not natural can gradually become the norm. And that is how I feel that once the wife is doing something, always get your husband to come around you. Oh, honey, please, can you just let me pick that knife? Oh, I'm just chopping off the vegetables. Oh, honey, can you just let me put a lighter, put the gas cooker on? Oh, honey, I don't know how to do it. Okay, let me show you to the side. Next time you will do it for me, okay? Fine, thank you. You can put a kiss on his cheek to encourage him and say, oh, being here is a plus, not a minus. Appreciating every moment in the kitchen while you do what you do. I can tell you 
because of the fact that there's love binding the two of you together. Next time when you're in the kitchen, you will not sit in the sitting room watching Arsenal and Man U playing. You would rather be by your side helping you in the kitchen. Thank you very much. How do you know that that is the example I want to give football? <laughs> Are you Arsenal fan? Oh, sure, yes, I am. You see, and I'm a so fan. And I'm a fan. And I want to ask Pastor Yem, you see, how did she cope? How many days ago that you did that with ah, you? Ah, ah, ah. I want to see your reaction. Oh, that was. <laughs> We, we 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 had to do something about that. I think we have to have different TVs and different decoders in the house so that oh everybody watch your own. Hey, you think of us you. Ah. <laughs> okay, doctor, still on that point. Yeah. I, I, yes. Because this person is asking for advice, and I want to use the scenario yeah. of the UK, sir. Some people yes. were domesticated. You know, they know how to do yeah. this growing up. It's just that right. I have this thing that now that I'm, I'm married, it's my, it's my home. And they have this upbringing that women should do everything. So they don't want mm. to do it, even though they can help. The scenario you gave is like if we, we newly got married, it's easy. Okay, dear, honey, help me. You can help the man or the woman, you know, to get. But some people... They do these things, sir, even beginning, maybe first year, second, third. You just find out that a particular time, maybe when the children start to come, then issues start coming, right? They are not helping the wife to, to, to help with the, the, with, the, with the kids. However, here, let me now use this scenario. They have money, sir. Okay, if I don't know how to cook or if I don't like to, I don't mind, I will get a cook, right, to do it. I will get cleaner to do it. And the wife is looking at it that this thing we can do to save money. So you can say another scenario, sir. I don't, I can't hmm. do it, but I can send my money on errand to do it for me. But the wife is saying, thinking that we are spending so much on unnecessary things that we can do. Or the man is saying we can spend this, this thing we can do it ourselves instead of spending money because it's creating issue in our finances because they need advice. What can you tell such couple that they are in this scenario? They have money to buy the services if they can't do it in the house. You know, they have somebody that does the cooking. They have somebody that does the cleaning. They have, but they are unable to save. No investment, nothing. And the wife is like, or the husband is like, we can still do this thing instead of wasting money. How can you help them? And the one that can do it and doesn't feel like, I prefer to watch Asna than to help you in the kitchen playing football. This is the football season. I prefer to do something than to assist you. One minute, sir. If well, um, thank you, Sister Temi. Let's look at the scenario of used to do it yes. and I've stopped doing it. Used to do it, but I've stopped doing it. The question is, why? What happened? A lot of times, People stop doing what they used to do when they seem or feel they are no longer appreciated for what they are doing. Hmm. And that is very key. And number two is that when people make it look like as if doing what you are doing, you are becoming a nuisance, then people try to avoid doing it. 
That's another scenario. However, if those scenarios are not there, then the next question is, what has gone wrong? What it means is that there is something in that relationship that used to be there that is no longer there. Therefore, every person in that relationship needs to reappraise themselves sincerely before God and before themselves to be sure the love that they used to have has not begun to go down. And a lot of times, behaviors like that come like a, repri like a reprisal or a show of um, protest. Maybe, like I always try to tell women, one of the things that is most delicate and most dangerous to do is for a woman to abandon the husband because the children have started coming. Care must be taken. The place of the man, the husband, must never be abandoned because children have come. Those are some of the things that often leads to, used to do, and have stopped doing. Because the truth of the matter is, he's no longer getting the kind of attention. He's no longer getting the kind of um, appreciation. He's no longer getting the kind of, uh, the timings that they used to have that had always been the driving force of this. Now, let's leave that scenario and come to the scenario of the rich, the now rich, never rich before, not rich before, but now rich so I can afford to do this. The question is, can we use the time that we can pay somebody else to do, to do other things? That might be what the man is saying. Rather than us sweating, scrambling in the kitchen, doing all of this, if God has blessed us, can we be, can we give ourselves some leverage? Rather than being in the kitchen, can we be together, watch this emotional match, ask me questions about who is winning and who is losing, while somebody does the chores. Yeah, but that also is, is, is predicated on, is this cost important to the finances of the family? If what we have is not adequate enough, the other question we now want to ask is, what is the kind of job that each of them is doing? Because if the job is hectic, the opportunity to rest might not be an opportunity you want to give to do any other thing. So if you have someone that can help you in those moments, then you can quickly use those opportunities to rest. But beyond all of this, I also want to say that there are times when men out of ego or out of a show of have, have arrived, want to do some things, the wife should also learn to oblige so that they can also get the benefits. Because there are times it's a show of concern and love for the wife 
that the man is saying, look, I think you are overdoing this thing. I think you could do better. I think you could take some time out. I think you could have time to do other things. Let's get somebody to do this for us. It may not be as convenient in terms of our finances, but it might help our psychology. It might help our health. So let's do this. So we should always look at it from the pros and the cons. And for me, I think we should always learn to sit down to talk things through and talk things over. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, sir. You've covered all the angles. Please just go. If if you missed anything we are saying, just just rewatch. You know, just rewatch again and go back. Thank you. I don't have any question. You've you've helped us to deal with this, and I think the person that raised this question, the advice you you are happy with, such. If you still need more. I will link you to doctor. <laughs> doctor is also a pastor if you think you still need more. Thank you so much, sir. The next one says... And, and before you go, tell me, before you go, people should always remember, prayer changes things. When it appears like a sieve, nothing else makes sense. Yeah. Rather than go on the war path, go on the prayer path. Because the Bible says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And he can turn it whichever way he likes. Thank, Thank you. you so much, sir. Thank you so much, sir. That is, that is solid. Thank you. Um, the next one says, my wife works a very busy job, so she is tired when she comes home. Is it possible for me to abandon my love language? The love language of this person is acts of service when the other partner simply cannot give it. Hmm. Consideration, consideration, consideration. Empathy, empathy, empathy. What do I mean? Always learn to put yourself in the shoes of the other person. Always learn to put yourself in the shoes of the other person. And always, what you will demand in that situation, try to express it in that situation. Let's take, for instance, about two months ago, I was, speak, I was counseling a young couple. Both of them live in the UK. One of them was working at the time. The other person was not working at the time. The husband that was working at the time felt that the wife should understand that you can get really exhausted. You can get really tired. You can get really worn out. Though the wife is not domesticated, the husband is before now the husband takes care of the whole house before he married his wife and brought the wife into his house now because of the shadow of his job and the new wife that is just coming in coming in right from the from nigeria yet to work rather than help to make things happen in the house she's savoring the joy of coming to the uk so the guy goes to work in the morning, come back as late as 7 p.m., clothes are hanging everywhere, house is in the disarray, and all of that. And then 
when the husband comes and say, oh, sorry, honey, I, I, I meant to do this, but I got a bit tired, so I slept off, so I did this, I, and the guy, so the guy will keep moving around. And then the guy said, no, 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 this cannot go on. Let us do this, let us do this, let us do this. So at a point, the lady was saying, is it because you brought me to England? You want to humiliate me? Yeah. In my father's house, I don't do these things. 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 I'm not used to doing these things. But then, when the husband spoke with me, the first question I ask is, how much of your wife did you know? So the first thing to do now is to learn to listen to her. Let her speak to you who she really is. And you two, in your own wisdom, try and walk around those challenges and see how you will gradually, systematically, lovingly bring her into those spaces pending when she becomes employed herself in the life will continue. So a lot of times when you walk in a situation where the, um, the work schedule of one of the partners is so bad that the other spouse needs to be of help, the love language in that place, in that instance, is one, you need an emotional intelligence. Two, you need empathy. Three, you need consideration. And four, you need to go the extra mile to show love and not be bitter or feel used or feel disappointed. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for, for that example. It's, it's one of the scenarios I, I really want to, to raise with you as well. You know, recently we have some of our people coming in from Nigeria to UK and some of them with this care, care work, it takes them like 12 hours. And some of them, they are doing very terrible shifts, right? So you now see husband and wife that when they were in Nigeria, things were not like that. Now in UK, they hardly see eye to eye and the, the wife is still expecting the husband to come back from that kind of job, like level 30 or 10, to still try and do something because the children, they are not even seeing the man or the woman again. You know, this thing is actually, you know, actually creeping into the family to, to, to mess them up. So this is what I always advise them. This is, is just a season in their life that they need to understand themselves that this is not how it used to be because it this, pass. Man or this woman who has gone out for 12 hours also need empathy, which you have talked about. Also need somebody to pass them yeah. on the back. And somebody at home too is demanding their attention. So what will now happen? So thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for that idea and for that advice, sir. Let me just skip some of this and go to this next one, sir. Um, no, question 14 says, please, when does act of service cross over into slavery? <laughs> I'm looking at my time now. So for this, the person that raised this one is saying acts of service we're talking about is just about slavery. When does it cross into slavery? My husband asked me to mop the old house. <laughs> every day because he likes the house to be spotless i think the two things are very different 
kindly shed more light on this. <laughs> Let me throw this passage short. Um, I had a colleague when we were, when we were in the university, in the medical school, and um, I finished ahead of him, but we are still living together. Then he said one day, he said, I, I, do, I, I just envy you. And I said, why? He said, you see, now you are graduated. Now you are working. He said, I'm looking forward to the day I will finish working and I will marry a woman that will wash my clothes, clean my house, cook my meals, and do my... And I said, are you looking for a house help or are you looking for a wife? Those are two different A wife, the Bible says, you must treat your wife like you treat yourself. Colossians chapter 3, verse 18, 19. Look at what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. He said, husband, love your wives even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkles. In verse 20, says, so ought men to love their wives as their own body. Please. I want to appeal to the husband. I know there are men that are hypochondriacs. OCP, obsessive compulsive persons. Things have to be done this way. Come on. I want I want I want Pastor to repeat that some men they are what? Not the output, not the production. If you say, okay, look, I wash my clothes and I spread it. Some will say no. You don't wash your clothes and spread it. You spread it and wash it. Things like that. So some people are just obsessive, compulsive persons. Now, I feel for the woman because if they were growing up together before, if they were cutting and they had had time together in the course of their courtship, she would have noticed this part of the, of the fears. Very important. However, here we are today. The scenario is at, is, is, is at play. What we can really advise is that one, there's a need for her to nicely bring the husband into a counseling session. There's a need for both of them to see a counselor so that we really want to know what is the background, the growing up background of the husband. Because if he grew up in such a scenario, he will, a master will always produce a master son. And that is very important. So if the father of the husband was like that, then he has created another himself in his son. And it will take one counseling 
Two, understanding. Three, prayers to get it over with. The line between slavery and love language as an act of service, act of service as a love language, can be very thin because one is exploiting, one is appreciated. Thank you very much. Wow, wow. Pastor, can you see me clapping? <laughs> one is exploiting. You're welcome. One is, you know, you've just said it. I think we can close. We have 15 more minutes. You see, this act of this is what I said before you before we invited you, sir. This is what I said. Because some people they misuse this act of service when they notice that somebody is somebody has this grace, and you have said it's just a thin line. Because they will not be using, you know, using that thing and they make thank you. Please, if you don't understand, go and go and listen to it again. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the next one says, please link this love languages to how Christ loved the church. If marriage reflects Christ and the church, then are these things biblical or just human way of improving our behaviors? Hmm. The scripture I read in Ephesians chapter 5 showed a prototype of the expectation of God for marriage. When you look at Genesis, where the Bible was talking about, for this reason, so a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be cleaved to his wife. It was a need for both the man and the wife to form a niche and then grow with each other to achieve a purpose. Now, it is very important that when you use the relationship of Jesus and the church to define marriage, it shows a bottom line sacrifice. Hmm. Marriage is a sacrifice. Hmm. Marriage is bordered on love specifically agape love. Hmm. Marriage is bordered on preferring the other person than yourself. Taking care of the other person at your own expense. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus came to die for the church, even when the church deserved not his death. Hmm. Hmm. And that was why the Bible says, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, it says, Husband, love your wife, even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And please, ladies and gentlemen, men and brethren, I want to say this. It is the might and the way with which you take your home that will determine the way people will help you admonish your home. Wow. It is the honor you give to your home and your wife that will determine the glory that will be that will, will become that will be given to you, the husband. Hmm. Because you are the crown of your wife. Very important. Hmm. And it goes beyond 
just sleeping and waking up, having sex, having children, it's a life of sacrifice. It's a life of tolerance. It's a life of endurance. It's a life of long suffering. Because you must almost remember, this woman you are marrying is coming into this marriage with the experiences of her life according to her age. If you married her at 30 years, she's coming with an experience of 30 years of all the things her life has gotten. And your own too, experience of 31 or 32 or 33 or 35 years, and then you now mix together this, the, all of them, it gives you a 65 years mixed experience, so it takes time. There is a need for patience. There's a need for understanding. There's a need for accommodation, tolerance, and willing to do what? To sacrifice. There is that need for sacrifice. Apart from that, it will be difficult. That marriage cannot work. You come from different backgrounds. You come from different cultures. You've come from different experiences. You, come, you grew up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Different, in fact, our, our guest speaker today is just, it's just, um, it's just, you know, a very... Causing alignment. Yeah. Sorry, we are having issue with network, so when I noticed that the network is misbehaving, I decided to, you know, just say something before you... So you can carry on, sir. Yeah, so there will be that fusion, what we call the mid-portion, where there is a mix of both person's nature. And that is what determines how the future of that home will be. Once there is love, agape, once there is tolerance, there is patience, there is endurance, we will get to heaven without a hitch. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. Let's, let's just look at these two questions. I will ask you the two of them together because I want to finish. I want us to finish at eight o'clock, but I will. I will, I would like you to help us with this um, two. I read them together, sir. The first one says, "My wife' love language is acts of service. I do my best to help her, but she doesn't say thank you or acknowledge my efforts. Should she not say <laughs> thank you?" Because it's a love language. So he is doing his best, but he thinks that the person I'm even going extra mile for does not even recognize that you're doing your duties or it's your responsibility anyway. Then the second one that I want you to treat is um, number nine, sir. Please give some general example of acts of service in a marriage and how a man and woman can ask for it without being offended. Oh, wonderful. Being unappreciated, the first question, uh, I think it's one of the beginning of a crack in the marriage. Yeah. And um, as an act, as, as a language of love, appreciation, 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 is like, like the oil that makes the, the joint run smoothly. Everybody has dignity. Yeah. Everybody has wants. 
Everybody loves to be appreciated. Even the devil wants to be appreciated. Hmm. And that is why every opportunity to show appreciation, it must not be allowed to pass by. Hmm. It must never be allowed to pass by. Why? Because it gives room and creates opportunity for another to be, to, to be done. The, the background I grew up from, which is the Yoruba, the Yoruba culture, there's a vernacular word they say. They say an ungrateful act is like an arm robber that visited you in the daytime. Wow. Say it in Yoruba, sir. I like more BNT, Oliwakoli, Eloni. You know, so when you don't when you don't know how to say thank you, when you don't know how to appreciate people, you make it difficult for them to be able to repeat or do other things. But when you do know how to say thank you, people go the extra mile, even when you are not asking for it, because they always know that you will always be grateful for whatever they do. And it doesn't have to do with big things. Everything that is done to add value to your life, no matter how small it is. Oh, helping you to take the children to school is everybody's duty. Hmm. But by the nature of one's work, when, other, when that person is doing it, he might be doing it at a cost just to make life easy. But I, I, and, I, and I remember the last time we spoke, I said that when we were growing up in marriage, myself and my wife, my wife and I, she works in a papa. I work in uh, a butemeta. I was living first at Yavapada. That is like, I don't know how you, how, you, how you want to do that in the UK. You know, that is how scattered the whole thing was. And we are now thinking of which is the best location for who. We have only one car. So I told my wife, I said, the best place we need to get must be that place that takes you to your office without traffic. Mm -hmm. Every time you're on the road, you're driving against traffic. You're not driving in the traffic. And the easiest point to use was solar. Solar was not cheap, but it will give my wife peace. It will make it convenient for her. It will make life easier for me. And that was why I thought to myself, okay, sooner we go and sooner we, we stay. I decided that the children's school should also be on the way to the office of my wife's office. It's at a papa. So as she's going in the morning, since we have only one car, I can always slap and join the next vehicle to where I'm going. I don't need to use the car to get to the office. But if she needs to use, if she, if for the convenience of it, with the driver, with the children and herself, they will drop off the children on the way to school. They take it. But when it is afternoon, the driver comes and picks the children and bring them home with their nanny. So a lot of times people should learn to bend over backwards to make things easy for one another as a show of love and as an act of service. The other thing you said, uh, the second one, please, can you quickly remind me? 
The second one, they are the general examples, you know, of acts of service, how a man and a woman can act without offending one another. Example of acts oh, of service. Beautiful. As a language of love, one, doing things that your wife would not expect you to do. I'll give you an example. When we got married, my wife and I, we want to listen to doctor with all this network <laughs> network. So I've got some of the examples. Okay, you are back. <laughs> yes, yes. I went to school first. I started doing my postgraduate first. And then when I finished postgraduate, my wife said, it is our turn. I said, fine. Whatever you want to do, I am ready to support you. And there were seasons, periods when she just had a baby. She had an exam in Unilag. I took her with the baby to the exam hall, sat under the tree with the baby, play with the baby, waiting for her to come out in between exams to breastfeed the baby because she wanted to breastfeed the baby and then go back in. And she had one of the best results in the old school. Everybody was so shocked. Wow. That's number one. Number two. When you go the extra mile to do things that brings joy to the family, joy to the relationship. Take, for instance, I talked about the fact that we had only one car. I'm a guy. I can do more. I can do a lot with myself. I said, okay, look, honey, you keep the car. Run the car, run the house, run your system. That's number two. Number three. Uh, things like, oh, honey, you are not feeling too good today. Let me do the dishes. No, let me do the meal for you. And I've done that. My children look forward to my coconut rice. Anytime that is, anytime that is, is that is duty. You know, so there are things you don't need to be begged to do. You should just, my prayer for most, for both husband and wife, is that the Lord will give you a heart of love Amen. for your spouse. Amen. A heart of love. Amen. The Bible says that it took the heart of love for mankind for God to release his only begotten son to die on the cross of Calvary. And that is it. He said, let this man be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And those are things that we need to be praying for, praying to God about, learning to be, learning to be like Jesus, learning to live like Jesus, learning to go the extra mile. There are times in life, my dear, where you have challenges. Like I always tell people, my children have never seen us quarrel, but we do quarrel. But they've never seen us quarrel because we made it as a point as a rule, that when we have differences, we take it off at the back end, not before our children. Tolerating one another. It's not an offense. And then finally, uh, where there are, the, 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 one of the biggest challenges are when you have other family members interference in the home. Oh, my mother, oh, my daddy, oh, my brother, oh, my sister. And that is why 
For me, my counsel is that people should be weary, be careful and selective the kind of relations, the relationships, uh, relatives that live with you. There are some relatives that have bad influence in the family, negative effect. There are some relatives that can have really positive and joyful moments in the family. So one needs to be careful. And to have, to, to show love, an act of service as a show of love without being offended requires you always being empathetic. Thank you very much. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. We are blessed. I'm sure people on the platform. Can I quickly go through people on the platform? Mommy, you see, thank you so much. Pastor Beloved, we are grateful. Mommy, I just me, Jumoke. Thank you. Thank you. If I can just see some people there. Thank you, Pastor Sheung. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I think I saw Uncle Awet. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for all your comments. Pastor, we are really blessed. You are going to pray for us before we go. And I need to just quickly give this um, announcement. Next month, we will be, next month is May. Okay. Next month, May, we will still do last Saturday of the month. We will still be having the fifth one by the grace of God to round, round up the, the love languages. We'll be talking about word of affirmation. Thank you so much. So if you are coming, so if you're joining us for the first time today, just go to our platform. You will see all the love languages we have, we have actually work, worked on. Thank you so much, everyone. Everyone who has celebrated my daddy's 80th birthday. Thank 